What's up, guys? This is Anthony and Alex giving you the Mobile Borough Podcast. This episode, we have Adonis, a.k.a. BK Bastards, straight from Brooklyn. In the motherfucking building. Live in the flesh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you this episode of the podcast from the motherfucking lab over here out in Adonis' crib. It's honestly a blessing to be here right now and be a part of this incredibly positive vibe. We're blessed to have you guys over here. Oh my God, thank you so much. They're going to see it. This place is awesome, man. I love this place already. The aesthetic is so fire in here, but just the overall atmosphere, chilling with you guys, it's just been such a vibe since I've walked in through the door. It's literally like... I'm, I'm placed in an area where I feel like everybody can just grow. This is the best place for us to get the message across for our podcast. You know what I mean? Facts, facts. I can't disagree. It's like, it's like the foundation, the plan, the idea that me and Anthony had behind getting this all together was to make sure that we could provide a platform for young individuals like ourselves that do shit that goes up against the grain of what they try to normalize in school. And so it's crazy, you know? We're fucking with people who want to do stuff that's that's taking them to another level, but it's allowing them to view their happiness not through a systematic point of view that the school environment puts you into. You know God what damn, I mean? He's nice yeah, with it. Nah, he's nice with it. Right that was a nice yeah. ass fucking introduction. I know, I on on that note, Adonis, how old are you? I'm 31. You're 31. 31. You don't look tomorrow. it. Yo, Adonis, hey, speak up yo. a little more. You got it. You got it. Sorry, sorry. Not 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 to. Uh, I'm 30 I'm 31 right now I'm, I'm just hitting that that stride I, I, I like we say that 30 is the new 20. It is, man. It is, it is man. It is. It is 100%, bro. I think I think it's really quite amazing that, you know, you're at 31 right now and you're really over here fucking with the 19-year-old, the 21-year-old that are just trying to be in that same lane in that same wave space like you. Know what I'm saying? We just trying to get to that. We trying to understand what it's like to be happy doing what you're doing. You know what Honestly, I mean? Honestly, there there is no such thing as growing old. There is no such thing as anything but a mindset. You you feel me? Like age is just a number. Can, as, look, you I you know I I like even growing up. I've hung out with people that are older than me that have seemed like you know they're on the same level as I am. Yeah, of course. Me? So as I've grown up and I've seen that, it's like you know. As, as I get older, I'm like, you know, I, I yeah, I mature mentally, but physically, everything else is like, look, nigga, I'm still 20 years old. I don't care what you will build You will build of your environment, <laughs> everything that you've done. That's a fact. And that's the way that things should be. You know, at the end of the day, if you allow for your mind to grow old and you allow for your mindset to get old, you know what I mean? You're just, you're fucking up in all the sense because you feel like you've already reached that pinnacle. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I've I've entered this new headspace. This is the ceiling. When in reality, when you fuck with somebody new, when you allow yourself to interact with a different kind of a group of people, the ceiling just becomes 10,000 fold. You know what I mean? You just, you get a chance to realize an experience. You got so much to learn from one another. Look, either new or old, no matter what you experience, you always have to remember you stand to learn something. That's the thing, man. I've noticed like some people get older and then they stop, they stop learning. They just like, Oh, I'm grown. I do my shit. Like you can't tell me what to do. You know what I'm saying? But you, you can be, like, however age you are, you know what I'm saying? And you can still, like, learn, and that's what people get stuck at sometimes. Right. 
I mean, you can be you could be fucking 90 years old and think you know the whole world, but I guarantee you the world will show you that you don't. 100%, it's just up to bro. you to listen. It keeps you know on changing. I mean? Nah, exactly. That's what I was about to say right now. You know what's crazy? If you guys look into philosophy, it's crazy. Plato and Aristotle, they talk about that shit all the time. We're living in a world that's ever-changing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Your idea of what beauty is, your idea of what beauty is, okay. my idea of what beauty yeah. is, is always going to be different. Plato states what that you, we're living in this false reality of self. Exactly, so bro. Same. It's like it's like you got to understand that. It's, it's, it's It goes even deeper than that, Chris. It's like there's one side of us the soul, like the actual soul, what's inside of you that just goes to a whole nother place. You know what I mean? As yeah. soon as you escape this entrapment that is your skin, that is this world that's ever changing, you get to build this world up to be as perfect as you want it to be. Right. But you'll never achieve true perfectness because the world is always changing. Right. And you know what the true entrapment is, is believing that yourself is exactly what your, your sense of thought is. You Ooh. feel me? Like, your sense of thought is literally your sense of thought. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole different being from your physical being. We have limitations, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us have limitations. Your physical being can only do so much. But the mental the mental being can, I like... I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say not only... I, I feel like we also have filters built within us. Like Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Cole, for those of you that don't know, yeah. just gotta chime in, but I gotta introduce I the boy. Uh, I gotta no, introduce no, no, no. the boy. I'm a, I'm a it's fantastic. Squirrely. I'm a tad squirrely. That's mine. That's totally fine. <laughs> On that note, Adonis, how'd you get into rapping? Um, so it's a it's a weird story because I honestly I always wanted to go into rapping, but in my mind, I was never good enough. You know what I mean? Like, of it's, I'm a huge, huge fan of rap, even down to like back in the day, like Nas. And I mean, like, I hung out with a lot of like random ass white people and shit like that. And even, you know, to that extent, it was like sometimes you'd be surprised some of the, the rap history that you've learned from white people you know what I mean like there was a lot of shit that I was exposed to where it's like I didn't even know this existed you know what I mean because unfortunately as a minority we don't really look into our history as much as we should so that was you know it's, it's like discovering Nas discovering Biggie shit like that when I'm like fucking 12 13 years old and the only thing I'm focused on is Lil Wayne and fucking uh what's his name uh Cameron. Wow. Shit like that. You wow, know what I'm saying? wow, wow. So so that's that kinda segues into the very next question that I was finna ask you. You know, thinking about the way that you flow, thinking about the way that you love the the rap game and the way that you wanna go about expressing your boss to everybody else, you know, oh, who are your biggest influences and like who are the people that you was looking up to before you got into any like before you got into the business? That like influences your type like style of rap, you know? I can I can definitely say and Weirdly enough, like, I listen to a lot of Lil Wayne, like, uh, Cameron, like, Dipset, especially. Like, back in the day, Dipset was my favorite. But in terms of, like, actually getting into rapping and, like, really, like, feeling like I could actually have a voice in this shit, Kid Cudi. Once I heard Kid Cudi, not even, like, and I know it's, like, Day and Night was that song that was monumental for everybody and it really put us on... But when I heard uh, Solo Dolo, 
Okay. That was wow. the song where it's like when I really hear somebody. No, not yeah. even part two, mm-hmm. part one. Just hearing somebody like really talk about their emotions in depth like that and really feeling like an outcast. You know what I mean? It was like that's not something that you hear too often and it's not something that you look up to. Nah, 100%. I haven't heard a lot of people throw out that answer when we ask them about their biggest influences. And I'll be real with you, Cuddy's, like, even the way that he's able to just hum on, like, a track, it's it's interstellar, bro. You know what I'm saying? I noticed that, I'll be honest with you, never really bumped Cuddy that hard body. But when I I heard him on CLB, on Drake shit, Mm -hmm. and he's on that I Miss You Too track, like, his, his hums, the way that he just goes about understanding the way that he can impact somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the effect that, that it has that in your ears, you're like, yo, yo, Cuddy just took me to a whole nother place what? right now. Like, what, what, what the fuck? It's great that you bring that up, not to cut you off, but honestly, the humming, I, I honestly think is the biggest part of it because before I listened to Cuddy, I never paid attention to music theory. Right? So... When you really start paying attention to music theory, it's one thing when it's like, okay, I have listened to, because I listen to rock, jazz, all that stuff way before I listen to rap music. So I'm influenced by a lot of other shit. But when you really start paying attention to, okay, now I hear some shit and it's like, lyrically, this doesn't resonate with me necessarily, but for some reason, this is shooting up the charts. Why is that? You know what I mean? music theory when i when i listen to kid cuddy and interviews talking about the humming and the different you know like points that it hits the way it transcends with different groups and shit like that doesn't matter how old you are the fact of the matter is humming is something that we all do right of course we all do it but it's just a way that you have that you hum to a beat you know what i'm saying right but it's it's something that's noticeable of course. Off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sorry. So it's if it's something that's noticeable off the bat with somebody like Kid Cudi, he makes it sound so good. No matter what it is, if you can figure out how to manipulate music theory, you can make some incredible music. But Damn. people don't pay attention to that. Yo, give it up one time for music fucking theory, bro. <laughs> yeah, give I'm, it I'm up one you. fucking time for music theory because you don't. People don't even realize how much of an important role that plays in being like popping. You said earlier that you you felt that like you weren't good enough at your craft. You think you've overcome that, or like, or what was your process on like? overcoming that and getting to where you're at right now. Think about your mindset that you told us a little bit about earlier. You know what I mean? You feel like your ceiling can forever grow. You know, how does that apply? So, when I first started, um, I met met somebody actually just randomly on the street who was like, yo, you the only nigga I've seen around. Not to be brash or anything like that, you know, but I was the only other black person he's seen around and shit like that and we were working on, like, I was on 13th and 9th Avenue. Just really no black people around. He's, how, he's, how old were you at this point? At that point, I was maybe, like, 22, 21. Okay. Um, so I was still wild and shit like that. And mm. this dude was, like, he was he was a techie. You know what I mean? Like, he worked for some tech company. So, you know, we would chill. I would smoke with him after a while, just me and him, shit like that. So I went over to his crib, 
and he is working with this girl. Uh, she's go, she goes by Nappy Nina now. She's actually pretty well known. Yo, shout Did out Nappy. Did not realize. Shout out Nappy like Nina. This. Yes. Um, Danny Brown, when he had his show, she was the first guest on that shit. Um, but this girl, you know, they were around. They were like, literally, they said to me, like, bro, if you're going to be here, you're going to contribute something to this process. You're not going to sit here. And, and just not do nothing. Around. Yeah, right. like, we're not having that. You know what I mean? And I appreciate them so much for that. Not that it really turned into anything after that. Like, we made a song together. She's blowing up now, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not even going to go into all the specifics about the song. But the fact of the matter is, it was, like, it was just something in that moment that was, like, the way they appreciated it, I was, like, okay. I see it's not just me who appreciates my own art, which I felt like, you know, Cuddy is somebody, he's talking about different shit. How many people are really doing what he's doing and successful at it? So I'm like, okay, I'm doing this or I'm attempting to do it, but is anybody going to respond to it? It's crazy that no one did. It's crazy that they were able to give you that you know they were give, able to give you that kind of space to grow right. not not only were not yeah exactly like not only was it a foundation for him but it's also an opportunity to have people that are in a supportive headspace you know what i mean in a way it's 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 in, it's like so impactful that you were able to find that sort of creative space with people that surround you and are supportive of what you want to do yeah. that's such an important like step in being successful at such a young age and being able to want to hone your craft in a way you're like yo i'm good at this but yeah. i don't know if anybody else thinks that i'm as nice as i think that i'm nice at this i'm gonna tell you when it really hit though despite all of that because that was nice and shit like that that really got me started in like attempting to do this so i told my cousin we went on a cruise in 2017 i told my cousin yo we could try and do this because he was very serious about this shit and his older brother has been serious about it for years he's still trying to do something so i said you know we could try it we ended up having a little bit of a falling out and that had nothing to do with music or anything like that i'm not going to jump into that whatever it was that was just between me him and like whatever it was my family right 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but outside of that um what ended up happening was I talked to one of my closest friends about it. Not to name drop, but the friend, like his his uncle, is Danny DeVito. His oh, wow. mom, and we get it gets better than that. That's his crazy. mom is. I fucking love Danny DeVito. His mom is Carla DeVito. She was part of um, I forget the name of the band. She's like a part of some music group. I know she's mad prevalent. That's they talk the, about the her guy all sings the bat, bat out of hell. I don't know. That's I don't the, know that That's the track. main song that the group sings. Oh, shit. Um, and then his father is the voice of the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast movie. What the, the fuck? The animated one. The really? Disney one. Yeah. Wow. What a, that's, what a fucking... So that's monumental. That's, that's one of the my closest homies. right now. Right. So one day I spoke to him about what happened with me and my cousin. And he was like, Woody, over here. Because we were in the film that we did with him. Uh, a couple of years back, maybe like what was Whoa, it? Like, Adonis, six talk years about back? Adonis, talk about what that was like. You were in a film. Nine you want to shout out the ago, film? Bro, it was 2012. You so, want to shout out the film for yeah, a second? Yeah, what, what it's, movie it's, are called, you guys? it's called Straight Out of Tompkins. I co starred in that shit. 
Um, that literally, uh, I was going to the film academy. I was cool with that kid just through some other friends. Mm -hmm. And I went to a New Year's Eve party. He was there early. Uh, we were both there early. And we played Pong together. Just talking about shit. He hit me up the next year on New Year's Eve. Literally. Calls me. Whoa. And he's like, yo... I remember you said you wanted to be an actor. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm still going to school for that shit, whatever. And he's like, word, I got a role for you to try out for. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, yeah, I pretty much wrote it based off of you because you were so rowdy at that party. And I'm like, oh, I wow, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> so he wrote the role specifically for you, Adonis. Right. And that Holy. shit was crazy. So I went there. I did the audition in front of his parents and shit. So, you know, somewhere down the road, I was like, you know, I told him the shit that happened with my cousin or whatever. And he's like, yo, you know, Woody lives in New York and Woody works on music. Yo, shout out Woody. Yo, shout out Woody because we have him oh, in the freaking lab right now. My fucking guy. Yo, like if anybody doesn't yo, know, like nothing right would now. happen without Woody. Yo, y'all don't even y'all don't even know, Period. but Woody is yeah. over here posted up like a skinny non-tattooed J.R. Smith. He just looking mad cold. He just looking mad cold. You know, second. it's funny you say that because the, the that's literally my doppelganger. Yo, that's that a is fact. The person who I have gotten as my doppelganger more than anyone. I like I like just noticed it. That one was off the top right there. I'm like, least, yo, you're at least the eighth person in my entire life who has said that to me. So I just I just want to say that, that was funny. That's yo, that's <laughs> insane. Like y'all don't even know, but Woody is really the he he's, he's the like mastermind. Word, yeah, so that, uh, he, love he really work. is though. And it was like so, I tell him about the shit that happens with my cousin. He goes, yo, send me a song. Uh, of what you guys did I want to see what I think of you guys Right So I send them this song because in my mind I'm like I've already been fucked over A couple of times So I want to see an honest opinion from people You know what right, I'm saying I'm course. not going to say which verse is mine None of that shit And somebody already like gassed up Woody Like yo this is the guy you gotta impress exactly. So you're going into this like bro exactly. I gotta really perform I gotta really show out I hope this guy really fucks with me Right I feel it I feel it So but I it sent was, him it a, was a, it was a It was a point that you didn't tell me Who you were At all I just it I just sent very, him this song And key. I was like yo That's key What do you think of this shit And this oh, nigga is Shit, anonymously yeah, right yeah. so like i'm gonna i'm gonna skip what he said outside of the rest of this shit but basically what it came down to he was like yo who's that on the second verse he was like that shit was fucking fire that's bro how we like you got the i fucked verse. with that right so right, we, yo, we ended up crazy. he was like yo you could come through and record at my crib so i'm thinking like in my mind because i'm not you know i'm one i'm used to getting fucked over and two i'm not used to really like being in certain situations i don't know what anybody's like home setup is like and shit like that no, like, yeah you can come through you can smoke all that shit you're so a I'm complete like, stranger to Woody at this point, exactly. and he's well, a complete stranger to you. Not, not a stranger because when we were on set of that movie, right, right, we were the only black people. 
<laughs> so I saw him and immediately was Whoopi like, Goldberg. yo, what up? Yes, aside from Whoopi Goldberg, who. Oh my god, Whoopi Goldberg was there? What they the introduced, fuck? bro, they introduced every other white fucking person on the set to Whoopi Goldberg and did not introduce me. And then I, I walk over with I a fucking met. attitude. God, well, you didn't need it. So I walk over with an attitude and I'm like, hey, I'm Adonis, by the way. She goes, Hey, Adonis. By the way, that's a great last name. And I'm just standing there like a fucking jackass at this point. Because this is fucking Whoopi Goldberg. Yo. I made an ass of myself. I don't know what to say. You made a joke. <laughs> I don't even respond to that. So I'm just saying that's like. That's a great last name. She probably don't yeah. even know your last name. She didn't even she know your last name. She doesn't. But she was, she was pointing out. It was like, that's a dicky way to, you know, approach me. So I'm just standing there. I'm like, eh. And she has no idea. It's like, why I approached you that way. You know what I'm saying? If she knew, I'm sure did she Did you ever was... explain it to her or no? Nah, I didn't get bro. The chance. He didn't get a chance. Ah, I did not give him a chance. Imagine Woody was over there looking like J.R. Smith and she ain't give him no <laughs> attention. Imagine this guy. So she was, was like, nah, yeah, man. It was, it was bad, but like outside of that, it was, you know, we, we on set, I saw him. Most of the people weren't talking to me on set. You know what I mean? It's like I already came in with a specific character that he wrote based off of how he met me. I'm yeah, from Flatbush. I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a wild nigga sometimes. You know, like, Adonis, it's crazy because one of the questions that I had really, really, you know, it was the biggest question that I feel like all rappers have to ask themselves and have to really look back on is, yo, what was the defining moment? It sounds like this film was really the defining moment of introducing you to the people that definitely. you, you know, that, that you want to surround yourself with up until this point. And I'm assuming... And unknowingly, too. Right, exactly. That's what we was talking about earlier before the podcast even started. These unknowing moments and being prepared for them, you just... They set you up to be so successful when you make the most of your opportunities. Everything is... I'll say this right now, and I know a lot of people don't really pay attention to it, but everything is honestly, you know, really... Being aware of your situation in that moment. You know what I mean? It's like... (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's the grabber. Excuse me. Um, You know, a lot of the times it's like... you You can be aware of the fact that it's like... All right. We look at the way society is, social media is right now. Everybody is aware of when they're offended. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's aware of that. I'm offended. I got to say something. That is how we live nowadays. But I feel like too often we're not really focused on where we are ourselves in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Always pointing the the, the finger, but never looking within themselves. Exactly. And it's like, yo. I feel that. We're all. And look, I'm not saying, you know, being a crusader or anything like that is the worst thing in the world. But. What I'm saying is, it's like, we we all have feelings, we all have opinions and shit like that. Is it not better to really, like, really think about things and evaluate where you are in comparison to what you want this world to be? And then really trying to, like, okay, I understand this now. You know what I'm saying? Now that I understand it, I'm going to try and manipulate I tell people all the time. It's like, like people get offended a lot, especially in this day and age, I've noticed. So basically, like, no one's telling you to not feel this way. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, feel your emotions, understand them. But a lot of people just act purely straight on emotion and they don't exactly. know how to process it and use it to something productive. Because then it's you just, true, you know, been you take, you're taking one step and three steps back. You, you know just what I'm saying? I've, I've argued with people and this is my thing, right? More often than not, if, look, if you, if you make a great point and you prove me wrong, bro, I will be that person. And it's like, I know it's not popular. I will be that person that's like, okay. You made a great point. I was I was wrong in what I said. Most people can't do that, man. They can't because Most. pride is pride is just fucking too I guess too valuable. No. I think pride is a double edged sword bro, though. Bro. It's the way that bro, it's the way that Cole explained it. You know what I'm saying? If you really listen to to what he's trying to say, I mean Jay literally explained it best. He goes and he tells all of us that Pride is the devil, bro. It's, it's, the, it's, it's gonna kill you. Devil. You know what I'm saying? It's the way that you go about saying certain things and addressing them to other people. The way that you go about saying, oh, I feel like I'm this. I feel like I'm that. When you have too much pride, you've already set a ceiling for yourself that doesn't allow you to grow. You know what I mean? Because you're so pride. consumed by it's, that mindset. It's that a lot of people confuse pride with confidence. No. Because oh, different wow. things, two, two completely worlds. different and that's things, the thing. Bro. It's it's niggas really niggas will really like, and I understand it's a thing, like especially in Brooklyn, where it's like you talk about yourself a certain way, you know, you bolster yourself up. My nigga, I'm like I'm this, I'm that, I'm the third, but it's like I, but you have to understand when you cross that threshold of I'm confident in myself and I feel I'm invincible. You Whoa. feel me? And niggas start saying shit when they feel they're invincible where it's like... And I'm not... Again, I've been in some street shit. I've been in a lot of street shit when I was younger. I, I'm not I'm not in that shit no more once I got to a certain age. You I grew up out of it. Out. Now you, know you just grow saying? up out of it. I understood what was going on. And I understood the game. And niggas don't really explain the game to you. They tell you what the game is, but... Not they don't really tell you how what to play the game it. is. Of you course, feel me? Of course, of course. And of course. so for me, it was like, all right, I see this shit, but it's like a lot of the time, y'all are getting confused with ego and confidence, where it's like, all right, my nigga, I can't be touched because I done did this, I done done that, and blah, blah, blah. And we look at the way shit goes with rap right now. Of course. Niggas is getting hit with the Rico shit, like all of that. It's like you it's you mad. have to be really careful about how you move. If you win the shits, you don't have to tell everybody. It's true, bro. 100%. It's, it's one you thing to gotta, like bolster you. You don't even yeah. gotta rap about it. You, you know don't. what I mean? And you I feel like keep too it many a... people feel like that's the way to get to a certain level. I have a question. So from where you're at right now, you're about to turn 31. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do you feel in your life like as a whole has helped you get to this point like right now? Like to help you in like sense of music, or like whatever. Who do it's you gonna, who gonna, do you give the who do you give the props to? My OG Nick. Um, hold on, my OG Nick. I just want to make sure that gets passed on, but he's he's actually my cousin. He's maybe what? He's maybe like thirty two. Wow. Or he's only a year or so older than me. And since I've been younger, like, I'm talking, when I say younger, I mean, like, since I've been, like, six, seven years old, like, I've looked up to this kid. Like, 
this nigga was always nice at basketball. <laughs> he could always rap the best, freestyle, all that shit. And I mean, like, even to this day, I'm not that great at freestyling, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I could lock in every now and then, but it's not it's not something that I do like he does. Like, he does it like a religion. You know what I mean? I feel it. I feel it. And so it's, it's like watching him when I was younger. I learned a lot of shit from him. And fortunately for myself, I could... I'm really good at emulating things. So I was like, all right, we play ball. More often than not, I would beat him because I know how to replicate what he's showing me. You know what I'm saying? And then I, from him, I even learned because I never watched basketball like that. Wow. When I was younger. Would you consider Nick like the sensei? That is the sensei. Damn, yo. And shout now out, he learns shout out to like Nick, he, bro. You know how they say, like, the students become the master? Of course. And it's like, it's a lot of shit that I've been taught him, like, shows and shit that I put him on to. But even then, I still don't feel like I'm the master. I can really you feel tell, me? Like, <laughs> that's not, like, that is the same. He doesn't, he probably doesn't even know that shit. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that really, I don't. You don't like to project that. I don't, I don't let on to shit. Like, if I appreciate you. I'm going to show you I appreciate you by trying to put you on to game, to info, to how to make money, anything like that. Like, I'm going to try and put you on to that or whatever I can put you on to. You know, it's crazy that you even bring that up right now. And you spoke about kind of your foundation, the way that you got brought up into this. You know, you can really tell that that mindset has really carried over into you, bro. Because at the end of the day, you're doing what those people were able to do for you at the very beginning. You know, you're just looking at the youth. You're looking at everybody else and saying, hey, man, I can help y'all out. And, you know, if you need the help and you want to reach out, just feel free. My line is available, and I want to guide you in the best direction to produce the most success. I really respect that, Adonis. You know, not a lot of people view it that way. It's different people that move the way that me and you move, the way that me, you, and Anthony move that just realize, you you know, you could use your voice. You could use your voice to just go ahead and, 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 you know, set up a platform for everybody to succeed. We could all succeed together. I can also tell that you're a very, like, an adaptive learner. Like, you adjust to your environment in a way, you know what I'm saying? Like, you pick up things, I think, faster than most, which is, like, is like a natural skill more than anything. Well, I mean, I went, I went from being in, like, literally growing up around hood niggas, like, I went to elementary school was all white kids right for the most part because i was in advanced classes and shit like that i actually it was one of the teachers around here that told my parents like yo we got a test he could take get him out of here because it's not you know what i'm saying yeah like 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 just the way that he's on the path that he's on if we bring him somewhere else he could be way more successful i like that she hooked us up like bro i wouldn't i don't know who that woman is i don't know her name i have no idea but whoever that woman is she changed my whole fucking life changed your life yes and getting out of there and going to that school changed my whole outlook on shit but then junior high school is like best school in brooklyn at the time and probably still is top program is great but and i will say this it's it's a great thing yeah sometimes a bad thing but that school top program (laughs) top of brooklyn all of that shit still predominantly black wow doesn't matter what you're talking about predominantly black there's a lot of jewish kids in that program and shit like that some asian predominantly black though and there's some smart ass black kids in that that shit you know what i'm saying but that being said, it was like, smart or not, we're from a certain 
you know, like a certain upbringing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we have a certain way of operating that apparently, I guess, was like not conducive to the school. Of course. You feel me? So, I'm telling, this is the shit that I was saying earlier about the school just being sort of a system that you just feel like you got to play a role of, be, of being right. a part of. And that's, it's, it's really, you know, I know that there's a lot of shit going on right now in the world where people feel like, oh, there's discrimination coming from left and right. But sometimes, you know, you don't even realize that you got to take a step back. It's and I really, really ask yourself bro. that, yo, this this whole shit is institutionalized, you know? It really is. In the world, though, too. Yeah. Look, In look, the world. I went to, so, that's and that's why I say this, because I went to a predominantly white school with all those kids and stuff like that, elementary school, boom. Go to junior high school. It's all smart kids, but it's all black kids. I'm witnessing teachers treating us differently. Wow. You feel me? Like, it's you not like... You felt it? You noticed felt it? it? Yeah, My yeah. God, yes, bro. It changed my whole fucking outlook on life and the way i went into high school that energy again now i'm going back from like predominantly black school to rich white kids and shit like that like my energy was different so the first year it was a little bit different because this school had only been around for two years this is the third year the school has been around brand new school but you have to take a specialized test to get into it. Okay. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, so that's they had, that shit works. You know, you know how they try to do things when you start, you diversify shit to get it really started up. Now we show this school or like the 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 state and shit like that. We're doing something, blah blah blah, whatever. So like we're reaching out to school. different sort of communities. Right. right. Yeah. So I know now that. all the kids coming in in my grade and after that, it's all rich ass white kids. Damn. After that. That's a whole different shock. Right. So it's a whole different dynamic. So my first year with those white kids coming in, I'm going to tell you about my first five minutes with them. I'm literally standing there. I'm talking to my homies from the year before. I'm not. And it's like, again, I came from, it's like when I was in junior high school and shit like that, I'm I'm around Matt Cryptchick. Oh, so right, right, right. You, like, come from, you come from an area where there's predominantly street shit going on. Right. I got it. So it was like, so it's it's a different environment for me. My first day in school, in junior high school, I'm playing basketball with some kids, and some the kid asked for his basketball back. They punched him in his nose. Oh, and my God. And started bleeding from his nose. He was like, nah, you're not getting your ball back. We're playing right now. That's, that's the kind of environment I'm from. So now I'm in junior high school, first year there, and these niggas is talking about somebody threw a paper ball or whatever. You know, miss whoever they threw it at. That shit hit me. I, I, I'm not from this environment. I don't, you know, we're not joking around, no shit like that. I don't know you. So you thought that they was disrespecting you? Yeah, I'm like, right. That's the first. That's everybody's. You know, that's I'm the first thing everybody this, gonna yeah, think. I'm getting up in this nigga's face. I'm ready to smack the shit out of him. <laughs> yo, and he's yo. like, yo, bro, it's not even that serious. And I'm like, it's serious whenever somebody hit me in my face, nigga. Don't hit me in my face. Exactly. Like, I don't bro, like that shit. The fuck bro. is you doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, hit me anywhere else, fine. Don't hit me in my face. I don't like that shit. You can send me off right away. And I had another one of my homies. Uh, at that school who was actually cool with all of them too he's from the Bronx my nigga Roger same way don't fucking touch my face you hit me in my face you throw something at my face so at the end of the day like your first interaction with these people was not nice static yeah (laughs) static off the rip ended up being some of my best friends ended up being the reason I am where I'm at right now I don't know that kid that hooked me up with Woody I don't know the kid that plays, and that same kid that hooked me up with Woody that put me in the movie, I don't know him unless I get cool with these white kids. 
they will look at you with a straight face and try and gauge where you're at. They know they fucked up. I know, yeah, But they will look at you with a straight face and try and gauge where you're at and be like, okay, so now if you're not this, I got away with that. Ah, uh, yeah. You you let it slide once, so they're like, exactly. I can do this every time afterwards. And I'm like, I could just know keep what? fucking this person over. I started to see that over time, and I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't fuck with people like it's that. It's because people get comfortable. That's what it is. People tend to get right. comfortable, and also that's not that just doesn't apply to yourself in your situation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what that's your life, friends, man. your family, people you meet down the street, you get comfortable in those in those type of situations. Right. So so let us let everybody know where where can we find you at? Yeah, word, yo, Donish, we we gotta yo, we're looking name, at the time strain right sh- now and we gotta wrap this shit we, up. We wanna know yeah. where can everybody find you at? Where they gonna so find So people can Never find Gun more Gun of you. Boom. So any any streaming uh well any streaming service, I'm out there, Adonis A D O N I dollar sign. And that's just something I had to do because uh, I'm be real with like I'm not even going to sugarcoat nothing. I'm not gonna bullshit nobody. Tell them straight up. Tell them straight up. Look, it's it's I didn't realize it, which is and this might be news to a lot of other people too. Adonis is an incredibly popular name, and this is not just music wise. This is also I didn't realize um, in the Dominican Republic. It's true. There's a lot of people yo, named Adonis. I did not realize yo, this. Yo, shout out to Dominican Republic. Delo Mio, Persona. Delo Mio. Yo, shout La Bandera out. is fucking in the motherfucking <laughs> building today, bro. We yo, are representing over here. I got a lot of family out there, and I didn't know that. So when they told me, it's like, it's actually a very popular name. You know, I started, when I put my name in for music, I started realizing it's like, yo, you got Spanish artists, fucking reggaeton artists, Yo. fucking rap art, all fuck this it. shit coming up under it. I was like, oh fuck. So I did the dollar sign, you know, thinking that would. Th- I mean, there's somebody else under it, but I'm getting my shit patted in. Um, Yo, yo, for everybody at home that's fucking wondering what, like, like who the real Adonis with the dollar sign at the end is, it's the <laughs> motherfucker we got in the building right now. We don't really BK care about bastard. nobody else. Used yeah. to go by BK Bastard, but I feel it. The political corrects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adonis gotta, dollar sign sure sounds so fire, so fire. I'm still BK Bastard at heart, though. <laughs> how'd you, come, how'd you come up with that name to BK wrap it bastard? up? Uh, essentially, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so but BK. I've always felt like in terms of the bastard name and shit like that, I feel like there is, it's kind of like, and I, I didn't do this intentionally. And I, I mean this, like, I swear to God on my moms, on everybody, my dad, everybody did not do this intentionally. But the way I thought of it was like, yo, I'm from Brooklyn and I have a very different style than most people coming out from Brooklyn if all people coming out from Brooklyn so you these was, days. You was so the was like, bastard because you stand out. I you feel like nobody fathered my style. Like, I was in oh my New York Lord, and it was so like, they, it was like, I'm a bastard. Like, I don't know who my fucking peoples is. I just know that all of it contributed to what I got to say and shit like that. Oh. But then I seen the Wu-Tang shit and ODB was like, I'm old dirty bastard because the streets fathered my style. I don't got no father and shit like that. And I'm like, ah, man. And it's funny, too, because my cousin who fucks with me the most, he's not even my cousin. He's a family friend. I've known him since I was like five, six years old. 
I've never met anybody that like you know outside of my crew that like really really like fucks with me like that on that level. But this nigga like, bro, I'm telling you, he, he's his 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 favorite. Old dirty o- bastard. ODB his yes. favorite rapper at that. And so I'm it's like, crazy. I, it just bro, adds, I it just adds it, to the foundation of exactly. the name. But at the same time, I always wanted to change to Adonis because I don't. I don't That's your name. You can brand it way better that exactly. way. That's you. It feels right. more comfortable. You selling, you selling you, bro. You selling mm-hmm. you. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we gonna wrap things up. Adonis, it was a pleasure to have you on the pod, my brother. Oh my god, this was fun. Thank you. Shout out Woody. Shout out Woody in the He's building. Just been chilling here. Yes, sir. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Mobile Borough Podcast. It was a pleasure to have you guys join us this week. Anthony, uh, where can the people find you at? Let them know. You can find me on all platforms, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, uh, pretty much almost everything. You'll you'll have me at Anthony O'Hara 17. Uh, y'all can find me, uh, your boy Alex McBuckets on Instagram, alex.mcbuckets on Snapchat, <laughs> smooth.al. <laughs> and and yeah, I'm going to be posting yeah, a whole yeah. lot more recently, but on Twitter <laughs> at alex.mcbuckets15. Y'all tune in, man. It's really going to be a vibe. Yo, we also Twitch, too, me and Anthony. You know, yeah, you could shout out your Twitch I, platform, I could do that as well. Anthony O'Hara17, also on Twitch. I be gaming just on uh, pretty much whatever I like at the moment. I, I play, like, all types of all types of video games. I don't really care. Just just for fun. I just, I don't even, like, commentate. Unless people pop up on the stream like that, <laughs> like, true. I'll have conversations with them. Y'all but I'm just doing it for fun. Like, yes, because he fucks with all. Yo, like, shout out, yo, shit. shout out Milan shit shout right out now. Milan, yo, my nigga, my nigga loves the gaming shit, bro. He had to, he had to work at 3 a.m. this morning, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, so he's exhausted. We, we'd have him on. We'd have him on right now, but Milan had to exit the building. Ladies and shout gentlemen. Shout out Chris, too, because Chris stepped oh, out. Oh, yeah, facts. Chris stepped out to go get some Mickey his McDonald's. Facts. But shout out Chris Cole, bro. And honestly, thank you guys again for tuning in. It was an absolute pleasure, and we hope to have you guys tune in next week. Uh, Yeah, that's it. it was, this is it. We're tuning out from the lab. Peace out, guys.